0: still love it loud so do we rock and pod returns to Nashville on Saturday August 25th over 25 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on-site vinyl and memorabilia dealers selling the best in rock merchandise and awesome rock musicians and personalities participating in signing sessions and on-stage panel discussions throughout the day special guests include current and former members of corn kiss angel winger loudness except bang today School of Rock Nashville and School of Rock Franklin, a DBG Productions event.
1: Welcome to Rock Strike
2: Ten. Welcome to Rock Strike Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less my name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. And uh, I want to clarify something real quick before I get started with this particular episode, just just a quick little uh, housekeeping thing. And uh, for the record, Uh, when I did the last two Crack the Code episodes. Now, on the second Crack the Code episode that I did this year, uh, it spelled out fuck the NFL because I wanted to, uh, you know, give my little fuck you to the NFL for the way they've treated the guys that take a knee. So I did that, and then right after that, I did another Crack the Code episode, and it wound up spelling fuck Vinny. And I just wanted to clarify for the record, I'm sure most people realize why I did that, but just in case, because the Vinnie Paul death happened so close to that particular episode, in no way, shape, or form was I trying to say, fuck Vinnie Paul. Obviously, I did an episode that paid massive tribute and respect to the man. The Vinnie in question was Vinnie Vincent, because... I wanted to say, fuck that guy, because he's he's an idiot, an asshole, a liar, and a a fucking skunk. So there you go. Just for the record, all the love for Vinnie Paul, none of the love for Vinnie Vincent. So yeah, let's get started. But speaking of skunks, uh, this particular episode, uh, I wanted to get this one. I, I have more stuff to get off my chest. It's just been that kind of year with everything that's going on with the world. Plus, I got to deal with the indignities on uh, the daily operations that go into my job. And this is why I never tell you where I actually work. I don't have it listed on my Facebook and I don't talk about it on the show by name. So I can, uh, it's freedom of speech. I can say whatever the shit I want. So this is kind of my fuck work episode. (laughs) So yeah, I've got to go to like this mandatory meeting tonight with the whole staff. And there's so many things I want to say. And of course, I'm not going to say everything that I want to say. I was thinking of maybe saying it on this episode just to get it, you know, out of my system, but I am going to have a lot of things to say tonight at this particular meeting. I got to tell you, like, the the guy that they put in position for our store manager is so out to fucking lunch. One of the worst managers I've ever had ever. And I've had some doozies in my day, man. I've had a lot of bad managers. And it's not one of those things where it's like, well, maybe it's me. No, my mom raised me well. She raised me to be a good person. I'm a hard worker. I'm a stubborn, hard worker. And I work for my money. And, um, you know, all I ask is just to uh, be treated like a human being. As would anybody with any kind of self-dignity. But, yeah, this guy, man. I've worked with people. I I, remember I used to work when I was in high school. I used to work at a video store called Screen. And my manager uh, was, you know, was there every day they were supposed to be there. And the days they weren't there, they were smoking crack. That was a better manager. I had a better manager then than I do now. I've, uh, you know, the only one that probably comes close is when I used to work temp jobs and I worked at an import export place by the airport. Uh, there was the the manager supervisor guy that ran the daily operations of the building, and he was sleeping with half of the place. <laughs> so that that might be close to uh, the worst. But uh, yeah, just uh, a, a good manager, especially in a kind of a place that I work, uh, should always be very hands on, always lead by example, and uh, always be you know somewhat relatable. And this person has none of those things. As a matter of fact, they're just a uh, a very lazy elitist overseer. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, wound up. I'm pretty pissed. I'm pretty frustrated, but you know, maybe it is a good thing. I need to finally just shit or get off the pot and find a better job for myself. One that is uh, just honestly a better status in life, better pay, better everything. So uh, for now I'm going to bitch about my job until I find a better one, but for now, take it away. Dead Kennedy's.
1: Take this job and shove it! I ain't working no more. Trouble the called for. got to stay my way, walking out the door. Take this job and shove it, no it! I ain't no more. i got to stay way, out the door. we <laughs>
2: By the ever-verbose Jelly Biafra, that was the Dead Kennedys with their version of Johnny Paycheck's classic, Take This Job and Shove It, 1986, Bedtime for Democracy, fun stuff, Dead Kennedys, always a good idea, I'm going to not talk so much on this segment because I talked a whole lot on the first one, a little out of breath, it's three-digit heat in Texas still, that's the whirring you're hearing in the background, is the air conditioner on full blast, deal with it, the music is worth it, right, even if I'm not. So here you go, next song, and yeah, this is the whole theme. It's gonna be a fuck work episode. So, from the, speaking of punk rock music, uh, another icon in punk rock music, of course, is and just in rock and roll in general, is the Ramones. Can't argue with the Ramones. Uh, from a very super underrated album, *Mondo Bizarro*, one of my favorite Ramones songs ever, because it's the job that ate my brain. <laughs> There you go from Mondo Bizarro, The Job That Ate My Brain, by the Ramones, featuring Maki Ramone, Joey, Johnny, and CJ. I love CJ. And uh, maybe I can have him on my show sometime. He seems like a really personable guy, and uh, he always answers my questions on Facebook. So thank you, CJ. Uh, That song that he does on that album, on the Mondo Bizarro album, a song called Strength to Endure. If you're having a bad day, like having a bad day at work or anything else, go listen to Strength to Endure by the Ramones, sang by CJ. That song is one of the most inspiring songs ever. Check it out. All right, we're going to stick with the punk rock for a few more songs because, you know, there's a lot of that uh, fuck work attitude when it comes to punk rock music, and these are the guys that figured it out. Let's, let's start a punk rock band instead of working for a living, and uh, it's all in this title right here, especially... Uh, One of my favorite punk rock bands ever is SoCal's The Vandals. This is from Fear of a Punk Planet from 1990 and a song called Working for the Man. There you go. Working for the Man by The Vandals from 1990's Fear of a Punk Planet. I would definitely recommend if you're going to get that CD, get the remastered version with the extra songs on there. Because uh, all the extra songs on there are really worth it. Especially this really great song called Shiite Punk. Uh, Very ahead of its time, too, by the way. And uh, their can't-miss cover of Kokomo. Yeah, I said it. Kokomo. All right, uh, last of this uh, punk rock block here, even though it's not a real block if I'm just talking between the songs like an egomaniac, however, I need to tell you about my favorite Marxist communists from Sweden, my fellow comrades, the International Noise Conspiracy, uh, a band I've been a long time champion of pretty much since day one, late 90s, 98, 99, sometime around there, that's when they started. Out of the Ashes have refused. Uh, so they're, they're part of that, same lead singer. So yeah, check out some International Noise Conspiracy Off of their debut album, First Conspiracy, this song is called Abolish Work. Oh, In a Perfect World. There you go the inc or the international noise conspiracy right there with abolish work from their debut album first conspiracy uh, that's a pretty good album although i will say that uh, the second album is even better third album's very on par uh the, the second and third album both very good records especially if you're going to get anything by them i'd have to stress to get those even more so than the first album moving on here a band that has a, a very stellar catalog, if if not a very large one, because they, they don't, they have like five studio albums. But one of the great bands of all time, speaking of rock icons from earlier, you gotta mention The Police if you're talking all-time great bands. Here's a very early track by The Police. This isn't on any proper studio album, it is from the uh, box set, The Message in a Box, which is, is pretty much the complete recordings of... It's missing some stuff on there, but you have to be a really hardcore fan to miss anything that's on there, like extended remixes and some a uh, couple of live b-sides and whatnot. But uh, this song actually was the b-side to their initial singles releases in the U.S. and U.K. respectively. In the U.S. it was under Roxanne, and in the U.K. it was under Can't Stand Losing You, and it ties in very well to our theme here this week. So here's a nice, early, punk rock-esque working class police doing this. Dead-end job. There you go. Dead end job. I love me some early era, angry ass sting. Let me tell you when, when that guy was starving, he was the man, you know, I can't really piss on money and success or anything, but, If there was only a way to bottle that kind of emotion for an entire career, I would still be the biggest fan of him, but much respect to what he did with The Police especially, and, you know, just one of the great bass players of all time. He made the bass guitar, like, kind of cool for the time he was in the police and uh so you got to give him that usually bass players are, are so wallpaperish, and you know i'm not hating on bass players that's just the way it is a lot of times you know i pick on guys like uh bill wyman is a good example of wallflower bass players who uh, were easily replaced after a while anyway okay speaking of great bass players though I'm going to play you one of the great bass players of all time. Guy that comes from one of the great power trios of all time. And, you know, I mean, of course, we had to play this. Uh, It's a song called Working Man. So here's King's X. (laughs) that was my uh little quasi prank on you out there my uh the few the loyal the proud and uh, hopefully obviously with a sense of humor if you've stuck around with me this long then you gotta have a great sense of humor Uh, i think even rush would think that that was funny so there you go i played a song called working man by a power trio led by a great bass playing singer but it wasn't rush it was king's X. love them both but yeah, I figured, hey, you don't need to hear Working Man. It's on the radio every day. So that was Working Man by King's X. Song title remains the same. Different song. Off of an album called Black Like Sunday. Good stuff there. It's really not a bad King's X album, now is there? I-, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm all in. All right. This next one here, sticking with the theme here, is dedicated to people like me and, you know, like-minded people. If you're that person at your job and uh, you when you clock in it's just bell to bell you do your job and you do it very well you push yourself and you outdo everybody else so this one's for you this is workhorse by mastodon (laughs) From an earlier album in the Mastodon catalog, Remission. That was Mastodon with Workhorse. I hope you enjoyed that. We get pretty damn heavy sometimes here on Rock Strikes 10 as well. A little bit of everything right. I like to brag that we do all six decades of rock and roll, with a little exception. The only uh, criteria is you got to be good, at least pleasing to my ears. That's how you make it through the invisible velvet rope of rock that we have here on Rock Strikes 10 next song we're going to do here is uh this is interesting it's kind of a cover but not really because it's the same singer (laughs) doing the song that he had done originally but this time albeit this is a live version of mod's get a real job it's performed by the same lead vocalist of mod billy milano but this time he's along with his fellow members of sod stormtroopers of death which is charlie and scott from anthrax and dan lilliker formerly of anthrax and nuclear salt on bass. So here you go, Billy Milano doing a live rendition along with different people. And this song right here that I've always enjoyed. This is a fun live album, by the way. S.O.D. Live at Budokan. I'll talk about it more after the song. But here's S.O.D. doing M.O.D.'s. Get a real job. there you go once again from S.O.D.'s live at Budokan not from Budokan but actually at the Ritz in New York City for uh, what was supposed to be the one-off reunion show of S.O.D. but they did more shows and tours and albums down the road after that but a great gig nonetheless with a bunch of surprise covers they cover ministry they cover Nirvana it's a fun record and of course they do like every song off of the Speak English or Die album that was S.O.D. doing M.O.D.'s get a real job hope you enjoyed that here's another cool song off of another well-loved live album in my opinion and this is one of those real lost live albums and i don't know if it just had to do with the fact that it was on a label that didn't promote it or just because they had had their day in the sun and people have moved on i'm not sure i think it's probably a combination of both honestly uh, but one of my favorite favorite live albums ever is uh an album called now it can be told it's a live devo album that was recorded like in 1988 or 89 i mean it's real late in the 80s their star had basically fallen in the states uh you know as a commercial act by the mid 80s so uh doing a live album in the late 80s they weren't going to get any kind of attention but it's really unfortunate because the versions on this live album are so good and i like a lot of them better than the studio versions this is one example for sure i think this version destroys the one they did in the studio and uh, it's them doing that time honored classic working in a coal mine Again. Woo! I hope you out there are so fucking Devo that you enjoyed that, that great live rendition of Lee Dorsey's Working in a Cold Mine. That song was originally put out in 1966. I wish I knew that at the top of my head. I knew it was Lee Dorsey, but I had to look up the year 1966. Devo recorded it for the Heavy Metal album. uh, Soundtrack album, I should say. (laughs) They didn't have a Heavy Metal album ever, but I still love them. Yeah, the Heavy Metal movie soundtrack. 1981, I believe. Didn't look that one up. Just in my head. But yeah, I mean, I like the studio version, but I think that live version is so much better. Uh, Another song that I have a really good live rendition of, but only on a 45, so I don't have it for you here on the show. Maybe I do. Tell you what, I'll see what I can do in post. Uh, Either way, it's good to close off with one of the great working man bands of all time. If you're going to do a show about uh work sucks and working man stuff and all that kind of the, the the struggle that we go through and you know i'm i'm not playing salt of the earth by the stones i probably should have but uh you know most people have heard that but i don't know i just like this one a lot i as as cheesy as some of it might be i do relate to the lyrics quite a bit not in direct but you know i i i get the idea of this song and i'm sure that's what uh, he was trying to accomplish with it super relatable so here you go closing off our uh, fuck work episode. This is one of San Francisco's finest Huey Lewis in the news and working for a living. There you go. Thank you, internet. I found that great live version of working for a living. I've always uh, had more of an affinity for the live version ever since I had my heart of rock and roll 45, which I still have. And, uh, just such a great high energy live version of that song. That is one of my favorite songs ever. I love me some Huey Lewis in the news. So, uh, get well soon. Huey, uh, he's had a little bit of a problem with his, uh, hearing this year and man, I'd love to see him at least go out for one more big run because he deserves it. I think he deserves major kudos for being one of the great voices of the American worker. Anyway, all right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Thank you for putting up with me and my rants and letting me get shit off my chest, especially on the front end of the show. I try to make the rest of the show as fun as possible. I hope you enjoyed all the music, but let me know what you liked and what you didn't like. Feel free to get with me on, you know, the Facebook, the Twitter, all that stuff. If you need links for that, go to cnjradio.com home of every episode of Rock Strikes 10, including the ones that aren't on iTunes, all 308 episodes. While you're on cnjradio.com, stick around for the Synaptic Empire podcast featuring the great Randy Brown, a true alternative, who will also be at the Rock and Pod Expo this summer on August 25th with me, my lovely wife, and better half Nola, hopefully Chris. Uh, Speaking of Chris, the head of Last Theater on the left is the great Chris, where Cinema's Trash is treated like treasure. Go check it out. More new episodes to come in the future. But uh, while you're waiting for those, check out myself and Chris's flagship show for CNJRadio.com, the Wrestling House show. New episodes posting all the time. So, yes, CNJRadio.com for all things rock culture. If you like a Rock Strikes 10 t shirt, PM me. We'll work it out. I'll send you some free stuff along with the shirt. I think that's about it. I'm going to get the hell out of here. This room is killing me. It's hot as hell. And I'm going to get in front of a fan and some air conditioner at the same time, because that's what we do in Texas. All right. Uh, last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro. We play it on every episode and we love it to death. Go to Facebook.com slash Band for more information. Hit up the great Pete LaRusso online and tell him that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Alright, we're gonna get out of here. I-, I promise at some point, we're halfway through the year and I haven't done a new music episode. I'm really gonna try to get one together hopefully next episode if not the one after because i mean damn it we got to make that happen i've been real lax with new music this year i apologize but there's one coming soon so stay with me don't give up on me and uh yeah tell your friends till the next one have fun